Hello and welcome to Blooming Abroad, a podcast where we look deeper into the lives of Cullen, that's me, and Sarah, that's me, two ordinary Jesus followers trying to make a difference in Central and Eastern Europe. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Blooming Abroad podcast. Yeah. Good to be back. Good to be back with you guys. It's been a little while. Been a little bit. And uh, it's good. We're back for episode five. Yeah. So it's been a slow couple months, but hopefully we can knock a couple of these out. Summer is here for us. Summer is here for everybody, I think. Even you Michiganders. Memorial Day, I feel like, is kind of the unofficial start of summer. What do you think? I agree. Yeah. I agree. And we, we did not, well, we celebrated Memorial Day, but Hungary celebrated a different holiday. Mm -hmm. So they had a long weekend as well. So we felt like we were celebrating with you, even though we didn't have the same kind of cookouts. Didn't really see too many stars and stripes waving, but no fireworks. That's okay with us. We'll be back uh, this time next year. Yeah. With you all. Wow. That's kind of cool. It is cool. It is. It's it's a mixture of things. Yeah. But it is cool. So, episode five. Here we go. So, um, we're going to jump in. Uh, last episode, we did some lightning round questions, mm-hmm. if you remember. We're not doing that again. Darn um, it. That was fun. Just so you guys all know at home, I... Um, I am putting a lot of pressure on Sarah for this episode because I'm doing what I like to do, which is wing it. And Sarah is literally sweating over here. Uh, <laughs> really nervous. Before we started recording, I looked at Sarah. I said, you look nervous. I, said, I am nervous. <laughs> That's okay. It is okay. So if this episode stinks, I take the heat for it. Fair enough. But I think it'll be cool. Yeah. I think we're pretty like cool when we're having conversations and kind of being normal and somewhat unstructured. So I think it'll go okay. And I think this podcast helps us sometimes to have. Yeah. It gives us a reason and a specific time where we have to, we have to talk to each other. Yeah. Cause we don't otherwise. We have to be Clearly. in the same room together. Yeah. It's crazy. We never spend any time together while we're here. <laughs> we have been spending almost every waking hour together Literally for two like years. Literally like 23, seven, maybe yeah. like five hours a week. It's, it's time that we don't spend together. We're still doing good. <laughs> wow. Just... I sense the hesitation in your voice. We're doing better than good. But yeah, I, I think we are once, doing well. once we're back stateside, a little break in the action, go off to work, have, think, a little, yeah. have a little time to work out our own craft, won't be so bad. Yeah, I think I think there's beauty in both. <laughs> I think it's, I think we'll miss this more than we think we will, yep. personally. But I also think we'll... The first time we both go off to work, oh, see you later. Bye. Uh-huh. Distance. <laughs> I'm going to leave the... an hour early just because. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing that. You I'm might kidding. do that. Dang, I won't. I am not a alone time person, so. Yeah. So for the first segments, I'm going to just jump in and ask Sarah her least favorite question. Oh, no. 
of all time history. <laughs> You're really putting the pressure on. So not only is she nervous, not only is she winging it, but now she gets to answer Can her I least favorite guess question. Guess what my least favorite question is that you're about to ask me? Uh, yeah, you're gonna... Something about my feelings. Of course. Yeah, okay. No, a little more generic. Okay. The question I have for you is, how are you? Oh, yeah, that is another question that I struggle with. Mm-hmm. Because it does require me to think about my feelings. Um, well, I'm perfectly fine. If okay. Though, so I think there's been some joy, like highs and lows the past few weeks since we last updated. And it averages out to perfectly fine. Hmm. Um, I'm not doing badly. I, I personally have been doing fine internally, like thoughts and feelings. There's been um, no significant highs and lows, but um, for me, it's, it's been a, a mixture of productive and relaxing, like a weird, interesting mixture the past couple weeks. Our schedule physically cleared up, like if you look at our calendar, our schedule cleared up, but um, the work pile is getting higher with the cafe, hopefully opening soon. And so it's been a feeling overwhelmed. And sometimes when that happens, it's kind of like, let's just not do anything. Mm -hmm. But also we've gotten a lot of work done. Yeah, so we it's relaxing and super productive or like lazy, maybe might be a better word because it's kind of a choosing to not do work, but then doing a lot of work. Mm -hmm. so that's been really good um in like overall trajectory but uh yeah it kind of messes with your mind and your mood a little bit with with like an open week and feeling like you have so much to do so it kind of has usually our weeks are full on the schedule mm -hmm. and we have small tasks to do every week whereas it, it just was different so we had to readjust our thinking and our mindset so Overall doing well. Uh, perfectly you know, fine. Yeah, just perfectly fine. Right. With it, with an uptick at the end there, I feel like it's a little bit more on the positive side. I'm doing perfectly fine. Right. Yeah. Perfectly fine. What about you? I have, I have a question for you. Um, what has been like a big, one of your biggest accomplishments or like um, proud of yourself moment over the past few weeks? Nice. Wow, you, <laughs> you clearly came more prepared than... I, I did this about 35 seconds before we started the podcast. I can barely read my own handwriting. I wrote it so quickly. <laughs> um, biggest accomplishment of the last few yeah, weeks? Something you're proud of for yourself. Um, <laughs> I can start if you want. I think I'm proud of you for since the last podcast. Oh, that's... That would be very nice. Yeah. Of course, I'm maybe never going to steal... turn down the words of affirmation. <laughs> I, maybe I'm going to steal your answer, but uh, you completed the Vienna Marathon. Shoot, dang. I did do that. Yeah, it's pretty darn That was cool, about man. a month ago, right? Yeah, I think it was right after exactly our a month ago. last podcast, I believe. I did. I did do that. That was, that was hard. That was yeah. the hardest uh marathon that was number five just like today's episode that was yeah. also my fifth marathon um definitely the coolest by far because we were in vienna it is vienna it was gorgeous there was like i'm used to you know 
biggest marathon I ever ran was the Bay Shore, I think. Grand Rapids? That was in Traverse City. Grand Rapids was pretty I big, think, too. Yeah. But, I mean, those are those are Midwest, you know, yeah. Michigan, Michigan City kind of marathons. This was, like, a, one of the mar it's biggest worldwide. marathons in the world. Mm -hmm. There was, like, oh, I don't know, 100,000 people there with runners and spectators. Yeah, 40,000 of those being runners of all events. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, but I had I had quite a bit of pain. So I ran the first part of the race. The first half marathon was two hours flat, which is pretty mm -hmm. good. And then I had uh, some nerve pain in my um, right leg, mm -hmm. I think it was. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, I haven't had any pain since. But during that race, during the second half marathon, I had almost constant pain. It was all the way from the base of my foot to my hip. And it was just like someone was stabbing me. It was and it felt like it was in the bone. It was just so deep. Mm -hmm. But I just kept kept on keeping on and I got it got finished up and I think it was just it was a good lesson for me because um that for me seemed like a pretty good uh place to end my road concrete um marathon racing career. Just because I think the concrete is just too hard. The training mm -hmm. on the road. I've been doing it for a long time, and I'd like to get into more of, like, trail runs. Yeah, or... change it up a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. So... And speaking of marathons, kind of a big update this past couple days. A couple days ago, I, and Colin, but mostly I, signed up for the half marathon in Budapest, which is in September. Dun, 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 dun. So, shocker to every single person that knows me, who has ever known me in my life, that Sarah it's, it's does not like to run. Yeah, no, I, I don't. It's gone from loathing to loathe entirely. <laughs> loathing entirely to somewhat neutral, definitely not enjoying, but neutral. And I've had the, a half marathon. I think a marathon, personally, for me, is just a little ridiculous. It's a personal stance, not for anybody else, but <laughs> a little ridiculous for me. Not something I have any desire to do. And even a half marathon isn't a huge desire, but it's, it's, a, it's a reasonable but challenging enough goal mm -hmm. for me. Um, going perfect. yeah going from not really running at all it's a big deal yeah it's it a is long, a big deal that's a long distance that's that's yeah. two two and a half hours yeah of running yes yeah. that's gonna be that's gonna be a big deal yep and we started training yeah we started training this week we did i'm gonna go running after this podcast yep so i'm really enjoying running with sarah because yeah. the only thing that really sucks about running is when you just have to do like a whole season of training by yourself. It gets a little yeah. lonely, a little boring. Yeah. And for these early sessions, uh, we can have Copper with us yeah. as we're running fairly short distances. Copper's a little bit of a lazy dog. Yeah. He needs, uh, he needs to sh shed some, some kilograms. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. He's I think a little he's so chubby cute guy. The way he is. His hair is pretty long right now, so I can't really tell what his actual weight very is. Very fluffy. So, yeah. so yeah, that'll be fun. That makes it a lot more fun. We go to a park, let him off the leash, and just kind of have him run alongside us. It's pretty great. It is. For all of you guys wondering, Copper's doing great. Yes, he is. 
Um, he's he's listening in the room with us. Yep, he's here for, for support. He's napping in the background. Yep, as um, always. Yeah, a little stretch just, just happened as you heard his name, I think. Yeah, and uh, since I asked you the last question and then gave you the answer to your last question, I have one more for you. So I don't have to answer the first one? You, I mean, I answered it for you, yeah? Unless you have another big accomplishment. Oh, I okay. Don't. I'll take the... I'll take a pass. Okay. All right. So the ne next and I guess last question would be, what has been the biggest challenge this week or in the past two to three weeks or month or whatever since our last podcast? Mm-hmm. Well, mm, tough one. Mm-hmm. I, I think, uh, yeah, I just... I found myself in a little bit of a funk mm -hmm. and I know I'm not alone. Some of you guys have probably been a little bit of a funk. Funks are, I like that word funk because when you're in a funk, like it's real, but you just can't really, it's so exhausting to try to explain, oh, how did you get in this funk? Oh, what can you do to get out of it? Oh, what is it? Describe this. No, it's not like that. It's just. It's just that, you know, every day feels a little bit harder, mm -hmm. you know, the little things that typically don't like tick you off or get under your skin, they just do. Yeah. You don't have the patience. You're not as kind. You're not as, um, warm, maybe warm. Yeah. yeah. You're a little bit edgy. And for me, it's just, there's, I used to rack my brain and just put myself through the ringer trying to figure out what's the cause why do i how do these funks come now i don't know i don't really there's no rhyme or reason sometimes it just happens and yeah. it's just life and you just you gotta i find that if i try too hard to get out of a funk or if i try too hard to analyze it and and rip it apart that actually creates a worse situation so mm -hmm. relaxing taking a deep breath um Settling back into some of the routines, little anchors, not too much. Don't bite off too much, but just little things that I really enjoy that I probably haven't done in a while because I've been so task driven. Mm -hmm. And then just let it go. If stuff doesn't get done today, oh, well, if, um, if I can't really figure out, you know, why I'm feeling this way or why I'm fixating on this thing, then just to accept it, address it to the best that you can and then let it go and i'm just it's for me um it's been a couple weeks so mm -hmm. probably two two and a half weeks and um i think it's a blessing for me because it's it's not it's not fun but it does give me a chance to sort of check in on myself mm -hmm. and you know the question i ask myself during a funk is like how are you really doing cullen because if I get just caught up in a thousand different things, which is easy to do here in another country with lots of projects and people that we're trying to, you know, take care of. And especially now that we're turning the corner to the last six months, there's a lot of past, present, and future that can weigh you down if you let it. And so just doing a little bit of a deeper check-in mm -hmm. these days on who, how am I really? Who am I really? What is it that I really want to get out of, you know, this day, this week? And I think it's a blessing in that way. 
so it's not fun if you're if you're in a funk you can empathize but also you probably see that it's it's an opportunity if you can get there um and not fake it because sometimes i'm like oh it's a blessing there's something good on the other side but they don't need all that just yeah sometimes it's true sometimes it's not Yeah, I think there are, to there's be honest always something good on the other yeah side, yeah but it's just like a lot of times I've just sort of fake, faked it, yeah like just told myself that to make myself feel better. yeah And fake it till you make it kind of feeling yeah, so that was, what was the question? <laughs> oh, good to talk about that, guys. Thank you for listening. Oh, okay, I feel a little bit lighter. question was what was your biggest challenge the past Yeah, few years the funk. yep fair enough the all funk. right But also, I've been listening to a lot of uh, music I haven't listened to in a while. Hmm. Nostalgia. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, and also, you know, one of the reasons, like, I started listening to some of the music I listened to back in high school and, like, early Mm. college because um, a lot of us, uh, my, my core friend group back in those years, still I'm good friends with many of them still today, but... We lost one of our friends um, um she i won't share details but one of our really good friends died and uh it was pretty sudden and i think that was part of the fun too Yes, it just took me definitely. right back like it just takes you back when you especially with death and things like that sudden death death that comes too soon and you just you realize like wow i haven't in some ways i've grown up a lot some Yeah. day, some ways i've changed a lot from, you know, 20 to 30, 15 to 25, but it's just like when things like that happen, it takes you right back and, and, um, it's a hard thing, but it's not such a bad thing to reminisce and go back to some of those places that you haven't been to for a while. So yeah, that's, that's a lot. That's a good, probably good catch up on how Colin's doing today though. So you guys got the real, here, the real thing. Um, so yeah, we've got, um, got a lot more on tap for you guys today uh sarah thank you for your great questions You're welcome. that felt nice honestly so thanks for listening guys um also this isn't a one-way uh conversation if you guys are in a funk or if you need uh somebody to talk to or just Yeah. to message with please just reach out however is best we've got facebook messenger Instagram, uh we got instagram dm iMessage. gosh you can email us i don't care if you need if you're one of those people you just whatever I, we've got iphones we can do a facetime it just Yeah. it'd be great to hear from you so and sometimes we don't reach out unless we have a reason to and if you've got a funk that's kind of taken over and you just want to ch chat just you know type in the chat guys just just the word funk just type it in the chat no there's no chat but you can message us just i'm in a
And with that comes way more tasks than I think Colin or I, but especially me, uh, anticipated. The tiniest, tiniest little things matter. Um, so like, for example, I mean, I can, my brain can come up with a lot of kind of the major things, right? We need a cash register. We need a bar. We need supplies to serve tea and coffee and croissants and things. But the other stuff that comes with opening a cafe of opening hours and pricing and menu and, um, oh, we need a paper towel holder. We can't use, um, like a towel towel. Uh, oh, we need a mirror. We need hooks on the doors. We need coat racks and, um, like little things like sugar and different size spoons and cups and mugs and plates and what size plates, what are we going to serve? Cause that determines what size plates we get. Um, flow of the bar, where do we put what shelves? And we had to plan that with our, with our carpenter and, um, storage, how much storage do we need and how much inventory do we need? And then how do we price it? How do we make a profit? Um, how do we make the menu logos? It, it, it's just, it kind of seems like this never ending like task list. And I think maybe babe, so correct me if I'm wrong, like that can possibly be part of your funk as well, because it, it's like, you have so many tasks that feel like they can't get done, or we have to determine what is specifically our role and what our manager's role is, uh, making sure things get done, but also not being bossy and telling somebody what to do because he is the manager. Along with the language barrier, almost everything is has to be in writing. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, so lots of typing and emails and task lists and things like that. Um, and if we are in person, it takes double the time because we do have an amazing translator that we use on our phones that we can speak into it and it will translate into text and things like that. But it still takes double the time for every single conversation, every single meeting, yeah. um, every because, email, everything. Especially because accuracy matters. Being very they're not specific. just conversational things. We could talk and we could, you know, shoot the breeze in Hungarian. But these are business decisions, so yeah, every you know, every decision matters. Yes, exactly. The smallest little okay, are we open till four or five every Tuesday and Thursday, and why do we do Tuesday Thursday, and why wouldn't we do Tuesday through Saturday when we first open, and summer hours versus fall hours, and advertising and signage and social media, if there is going to be any, and that, like all of these things have a major impact. Um, I think really the biggest one, biggest overhang for me of a task is pricing for things, of making sure that we're not losing money with our pricing, but making it fair for the people that we're serving. Yeah. Uh, making it affordable, making it and profitable is, is this very fine line. Mm -hmm. And not profitable, and it is a not-for-profit, but profitable in the sense of sustainable, mm -hmm. really not in the negative. And we don't, we don't automatically assume our first month is just going to be this like green month for us, but it's, it's still just a lot to think about, um, with us not being Hungarians, not being, not speaking the language well, we speak it, but not well. 
and then training we have to think about that so it's it's a lot of these things so along along with all of these tasks that continue to kind of pile on oh i forgot about that let's add that to the list and we uh went to the store and bought furniture but we forgot this piece of the furniture so we have to go back we have to order it oh it's not there uh, these pieces, they only have half of what we need, so we have to order more and come back again. Um, we only have one card for the account, so we have to be trading cards. And it's just a, it's a lot to navigate. And honestly, it a lot of the time that we have to dedicate to it is taken up by planning and navigating and organizing the tasks and not always doing them because of how complicated things are. So, you know, I think one of, you know, to answer my own question that I asked you, one of the bigger accomplishments that we did this week was uh, yesterday, we went to Ikea and bought and at least scoped out uh, almost all the furniture we need for this cafe. So that was a big, big, big task list. Yeah, that was huge. Uh, check off. Um, we do have to go back one more time and I do, you know, we're prepared and we kind of know what we're looking for this time, but we spent about four and a half hours in the store, getting everything, three full carts, packing up the car, bringing it to the cafe. It was a, it was a day, but huge, huge accomplishment. Yeah. So that, that's, um, there's a lot. And there's kind of, like I said, this fine line of what is our task? What is, what is our manager's tasks? What are our tasks together um, and separate and, how do we communicate and make sure they get done? Mm -hmm. So that's been the low and the high of the past couple of weeks, really, of physical schedule opening up so we can do a lot more, but then realizing, oh, we can't do that, we can't do that, we can't do that, but we can do this, this, and this, and then, you know, planning that. Mm. It's been hard, but good. Yeah, we're learning a lot. We're learning a lot. Uh, Startup whether... costs are hard. Um... Yeah, even if we were not in Hungary. Yeah, it's true. There's a lot of pressure, and you try to do as much as you can in advance. Yep. Um, you know, lately I was, I was, I mean, I've been, we've been in the same boat, Sarah. Of, um, yeah, just the the weight of of all this stuff. But guys, I don't want this podcast to be uh, a venting hour for <laughs> Colin and Sarah. So, I mean, yeah, there's there's definitely, like, we want to bring you into the the accurate, like, day-to-day, week-to-week mm -hmm. experience that we have. But at the same time, like, even in the midst of thinking and feeling and experiencing the weight of a lot of these things that are just really hard things. Also, I recently was just encouraging myself as, as I remembered why we came to Hungary in the first place. Mm -hmm. And one of those... I mean, one of our primary goals when we moved here was to open a cafe for this village. Yeah. Um, we told you guys before we moved here, we're moving to Hungary. We're, we're opening a cafe. It's going to be a nonprofit. It's going to be a community center. It's they don't have anything like that there. It's going to be the first of its kind, and, and maybe mm -hmm. just maybe this will be this will be the, the 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 switch that that changes the the village. And it's unbelievable how much we've accomplished in two years. Yep. And. I think no matter what the outcome is, I think we we are continually amazed at how how much we've been able to do. Yeah. 
in such a sh relatively short amount of time. And you know, it in the village they they like timelines, they like deadlines, they like to keep asking, you know, when's the cafe gonna be open? And the reality is it's like it might be open in July, it might be open in August. But if it's open at all, that's worthy Huge. of celebration. Yeah, and, and you're right, that this may make it sound impersonal and it's not my goal, but this is literally our job. Yeah. Like there it's it's not to make it cold it's we are here for this and this is mm -hmm. pretty much our biggest job description so yeah so it's not just like something we're volunteering for and getting blocked down i mean we volunteered to come here to be fair but yeah but it's this is our job description it's a good so, way to say it. um it's what we have to do it's what we want to do uh yeah it's just a lot in this season and i think anybody who knows anything about business can understand that opening a business is really hard mm -hmm. and that's the phase we're in we're we're in the right before opening phase so it's normal and projections are near impossible yeah. because who in their right mind i don't know probably a dozen times i've talked to hungarians they say what are you doing they always assume yeah. that because we're americans we're trying to make a profit yeah that's true and when we say we're opening a cafe in in Poltar St. George, they always raise their eyebrows. You're not going to make any money there. Yeah. And then I can say, well, the point is not to make money. And then they're just totally confused. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Projections are totally impossible. We're starting a cafe with relatively, with very, very little money. And we're just, every month is going to be, we'll just have to, we'll have to wing it, really. So we're trying to take care of the things that we can right now. And then let's just do our best. We'll just figure it out as we go. So as Sarah gets my computer charger, because I forgot to forgot to charge it before we started this podcast, um, it's a good chance to jump into our Bloomin' Onions segment. Which I hope you have something planned for that, because I have no idea. Of course I have something oh, planned for that. Great. Of course I do. Um, so for Bloomin' Onion today, I just wanted to give you guys a super special look. And I'll try to illustrate this using words, but in Hungary, there is something called a bograch. So if you're at home, if you're in your car, say the word bograch. 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 Bograch is this epic... Um, it's, it's an outdoor pot. Um, there's a word for it. It's almost like a cauldron. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cauldron. And this is like when in America, when we have bonfires, like Memorial Day weekend, you guys had bonfires, ah, hamburgers, hot dogs, barbecue chickens, maybe steaks. If you're feeling really, uh, like you want to spend some real big money. But in Hungary, when they celebrate, uh, like this past weekend, they had a holiday, they celebrate by, uh, they have holes that are like dug down their fire pits. And they spend probably three, minimum three hours mm -hmm. prepping. And um, it's a very exact process. But they basically, most of the dishes that I've seen, I think we've eaten three or four different meals that have been cooked from a bokrach. 
they're usually type like stew um type meals um fresh vegetables chopped meat um like i said the spices the unique uh pap paprika the spices mm -hmm. that they use are super unique and super geographically uh yeah like this is an eastern european thing you'll find this commonly from hungary to romania to ukraine and across the region so um two weeks ago we had all the boys in our youth group of about 40 50 kids showed up and um prepped everything and we had this ginormous cook-off uh we shot an instagram live video that night yes we did um you so did. some of you guys got to see it oh we did we were together yeah, sure some of you <laughs> witnessed a fight uh on that which is pretty sweet actually <laughs> um it wasn't that big of a fight but it was still funny totally that was yelling. on live video oh mm. yeah oh yeah but anyways so we had a blast it was a beautiful night you know summers really started to settle in and we were out by the fire we were cooking so cool we had two two different dishes so we had two different bograches two different fire pits and it probably took us four hours mm -hmm. to prep and cook but it was just the process leads you to the point where you're like so hungry <laughs> By the time Charming. it's done, because it's a process and it has to be followed one step at a time. And these Hungarians are very exact about their, they're very serious about these meals. And, you know, it's, it's an art. It's like a chili cook-off. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're like watching each other as they, they're like inspecting each other's uh, process and quantities of spice and, and, and all that. So, so it's a bograch and um, that's what a bograch is. I'm a big fan of the bograch. How <laughs> many times we can say I'm, that word? I'm really looking forward to actually cooking. Um, that's one thing for sure that for like the rest of our lives, we're going to be carrying that on with yeah. our families, cookouts back in the States. So if you're lucky, you might get invited to a, a Menke bograch mm -hmm. party at some Between point. Between that and the word funk, that would be a fun... Uh... Yeah, that's my new... I'm going to start a band. It's, the Bograch Funk. It's gonna be called the Bograch Funk. <laughs> That's yep. great. Yeah. So come, come to the Bograch Funk. <laughs> Join me. Um, that's all on all right. the Bloomin' Onion. Great. So the Bloomin' Bograch. We'll say it's the name of that segment for today. Cool. Mm -hmm. You do use a lot of onions when you cook in that a Bograch. Yeah, onions, potatoes, peppers, and meat. And meat. Uh huh. That's salt, pepper, paprika. Delicious. Delicious. Okay, story time with Colin. Let's jump in. <laughs> do you know what you're going to talk about? Of course I do. Uh-huh. Yeah, I do. I do my best I work know. under pressure. I know. So this has just been hard on you. This, this has been easy for me. It's been fine. I just need to change my shirt after this. It's fine. Yeah, you're just pitting out. Yeah, a little bit. Mm -hmm. Not as much anymore since we're... It's now your story time. You're a little so, more relaxed. Yeah. Yeah, it's your story time. Got the I can feeling chill. Down the way. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I can chill. So I have a story. One of my favorite recent stories, and probably gonna look back, and it's gonna be one of my one of my favorites. So, uh, in addition to the cafe, most of you guys know the upstairs. Um, has been an unbelievable God story. And I'm going to retell uh, this story uh, in a more condensed way because I want to add in 
the most recent chapter of the story, we'll say, that you guys probably haven't heard about yet. And um, actually, the only people who've heard about it have been the closed group of people who have been giving towards the upstairs. So basically, last summer in July, I was, Sarah and I were home for um, Alex, my, my really close friend Alex's wedding. And we were at Sarah's parents' house. I was uh, out in the front yard and I hadn't hit a golf ball in a very long time. And I had like, I just had some time to kill. And so I grabbed, a, I grabbed a, one, I think one of Eric's old wedges and just chipped a couple golf balls across the front yard. And uh, there was a guy that stopped outside the house and he was in his Suburban and he shouted out to me the words, everything going all right. It's like such a familiar and welcoming voice and just phrase. So I was like, do I know this guy? Who Who is this? And I said, yeah, man, I think, yeah, everything's good here. How are you doing? And um, as we chatted for a sec, I realized maybe he thought I was the homeowner. So I said, hey, just so you know, this beautiful mansion behind me does not belong to me. <laughs> it's actually my um my wife's parents home uh we're just visiting from out of town and he said really well where are you out of, where are you coming in from and i said hungry he said no kidding do you know um do you know geza and ildiko kovach and i said actually yeah that this is the older couple who we've known for almost a decade and they're the reason why we moved to hungary really they're the ones who invited us to come and work and, and serve he gets out of the car, we start talking. His mom was just best friends with Ildiko. She was a board member of their, not one of their American nonprofits that helps them to fund projects in Hungary. And the story just keeps going on. And we're just amazed because we'd never met each other before. And he was just, he owns a custom design and building company in Okemos. And uh, Sarah's parents, their next door neighbor, they're having an outdoor deck designed and, and done. And his, this man's, this man, Mike, Mike's son was the project manager. And he was just passing through on his way home and just wanted to stop by and check on it. He said he rarely does that because he doesn't want to micromanage, but clearly it was something divine. So basically, um, I just mentioned to him as we kind of said goodbye that um, Geza had sent me an email a couple days prior and said, just, if you meet with anybody back home, please remind them that we need builders. We still need builders to come and help with the projects here. Um, Trinity church, who is a, a strong and constant partner of Geza and Ildiko and their work in Hungary, they had committed to sending some contractors, construction people for the cafe, but that was before COVID. And it never ended up happening. And so we thought, Geza was thinking at the time last summer when he messaged that it would be good to remind them if anybody is willing to come. And so I said that to Mike. I said, hey, man, just so you know, your truck literally says custom builders. And um, we've got a lot of projects going on, and specifically upstairs of the house we've been renovating. Downstairs is the cafe. Upstairs is just totally barren um empty space you can't even walk up there but it has huge potential for a youth center and his eyes just filled with tears and 
ended up being a really personal moment for him with God. Um, after some dry seasons, he felt like this was a moment where God was sort of reminding him that he still had use for him and that there's still work to be done. And um, so that was last July. We went back uh, last Christmas. Mike had organized a dinner with about 15 or 20 different people, family and friends, business owners, um, business people from across mid-Michigan came together to donate around $18,000 to get the project started. And starting in March of this year, um, that $18,000 was put to use in just about two weeks ago. The last of that money was ah, three weeks ago now. The last of that money was spent, but over the course of the past couple months, we've been the local builders here in Hungary have built, uh, put in a new floor, a new level, first level of flooring, new walls, insulation, doors, doors, ceilings, ceilings. It's just incredible. And the project's about halfway done. And so where we're at right now is we're kind of doing two things. One, we're just celebrating because like, we could have never done any of this on our own anyways. Like, how crazy is that? Just started with a couple golf balls at the front yard of Sarah's parents' house. And now we're across the world and we've been able to, I mean, you can gather in the space. Um, so we're celebrating that. It's not finished yet, but the bones are there. Um, the other thing we're doing is we're just like wondering what's next because we have nothing more. And so what we started doing um, when we ran out of, when we spent the last of the money, which was about three weeks ago, we started inviting, and this is the most recent chapter that I referred to. Mm -hmm. As we wait and kind of just say, God, thank you for everything. And you could not do anything more and we would still be super thankful. This is more than enough. Um, but as we wait, I realized there's a big opportunity uh, for our students. And so I just had the idea and I think God was involved in this idea. I started to, um, three weeks ago, I started inviting the students upstairs during our youth group, um, to pray and ask God for help. And I also invited them to start giving towards the rest of the money that we need, which is about $15,000 to finish the project. And I said, guys, it really doesn't matter. There's a story in the Bible where Jesus had just a few fish and a few loaves of bread. And he wasn't really looking for someone to remind him of his supernatural ability to do anything. He was really looking for some people out there who were just willing to hand over what little that they had and demonstrate just a little bit of faith. And... I think he found some faith in the room, we'll say in the crowd. And I think he wanted to multiply the loaves and the fish anyways, but he was excited and it moved him when he found some faith. And so I've been challenging our kids to give a little bit. They really like this certain energy drink in Hungary. It's actually called hell energy drinks. It's <laughs> crazy. They love them. Yeah. They love them way too much. 
um, I said, guys, maybe just one less energy drink a week. And you bring your 25 cents and drop it in the envelope. And over three weeks, our students have been, even, even when we're not at youth group, like we formally ask them on our Thursday nights, but even on other days dur during the week, they will run me down on the sidewalk and give me change. They will show up to the house other parts of the week, just looking for Colin to give some money towards the upstairs. And it's been actually really powerful and moving to see um, they're, they're, these, little, these little faith seeds that are growing. And the responsibility that's taking root because they, in a really poor environment, um, they don't necessarily, our kids don't necessarily have the ability to see things that are outside of their day to day. Mm -hmm. And so energy drinks make them feel happy and their energy is up for a short span, but then they just drop. And this is one of their first real opportunities to see an opportunity to give to something or be a part of something that's going to be around for a long time, not just one day. The upstairs is not just going to be there in a moment and gone the next. This is going to live maybe they start to maybe they're starting to see that when they have kids, this might be a place for their kids to come to. Yeah. So their eyes thinking. are opening long term thinking for sure. And it's really special to be a part of because honestly, it just kind of came spontaneously to me. It's really special. And it's been really moving. So the first two young ladies, uh, they're also my eighth grade students, uh, Lily and Layla. They were the first to give, um, and they are now our treasurers. So every week, um, after we're done praying and, and giving, uh, everyone else leaves the upstairs space. They go back downstairs and outside, and these two hang back, and they count all the money with Sarah and I, and they get their calculators out, and then we have like a piece of white like butcher paper that's taped upstairs, and they keep updating it with the progress and like guys it's not that much it's like seven or eight bucks over three weeks but it's so much for these kids yeah and so we're just kind of holding that up to god and saying hey thank you for everything you don't have to do anything else but i'm just starting to realize that maybe instead of some glamorous and beautiful new space he's actually more interested in these kiddos and their hearts and their faith and teaching them responsibility and and probably so much more so that's my story for today uh great story thanks babe really special really special for me um so yeah i mean in the midst of the weight of it all and the funks and the tasks we we are doing some really good work here. Yep, there's beauty. There's beauty. So, I think that's Yeah. That's all I've got for today. Anything from you, Sarah? No. That was a great great note to end on. Sounds good to me. Well, we'll I'd like to promise to you guys a bonus episode. So, <laughs> what? Why? Because it's it's um we're winging it today, babe. All right. 
So look for a bonus episode next week. And if you don't see a bonus episode, please feel free to go on Apple Podcasts and click the one star on our rating. <laughs> don't do, don't even, no. Ah, that's do good that. accountability. Nah, who no. cares? Who cares about our rating? No. It's what it is. But I think if that's all for today, we're going to wrap up episode five. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being a part of this journey with us. Um, welcoming us into your cars and your homes. In your ears. Your ears, your ear pods, and all that other fun stuff. We love you guys so much. Um, once again, we're just a couple of ordinary Jesus followers trying to make a difference in Central and Eastern Europe. Colin and Sarah, over and out. Over and out. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Talk to you soon.